belated birthday. A good omens podfic, written by Lyric Writes Prose and read by Jab. This is part one of the Warlock Darling's Not Entirely Normal Life series. Summary Several weeks after the world didn't end, Crowley wakes up from a nightmare about Warlock. Meanwhile, Warlock thinks America is stupid. Angel, I need to use your computer. Aziraphale put aside his Georgette Heyer novel, which he knew practically by heart, but found it pleasant just to feel the pages in his hands. It was 3 a.m., and there was a thunderstorm outside, meaning that Crowley had just burst inside with a gust of rain and wind. Most of the rain seemed to be on him. Crowley, you're dripping, he objected. Crowley made a sharp upward motion and all the water turned to steam, giving him a small cloud to undulate out of. I need to use your computer. All right, but what in the world do you need it for at this time of the night? Crowley was silent for a moment. Had a bad dream, he said finally, looking away from Aziraphale. A bad dream? I dreamed about Warlock, meeting Hester on the plains of Megiddo. Warlock said that he smelled like poo. That bit isn't just a dream. Hester told me that actually happened. Well, he... is anyone listening? Crowley did whatever he did to sniff out supernatural influences. Aziraphale wasn't sure how he could be so accurate. Aziraphale's senses certainly weren't that sharp. And he wasn't sure why, with all the other modes available to him, Crowley firmly perceived it through his sense of smell. It might have been a bit of serpentness coming through. No, Crowley said after a moment. Well, Hester did seem to have a certain aroma about him when I met him in hell. He reeks like an open sewer. That's not the point. The point is, I dreamed that after Warlock did that, Hester killed him. Oh, Aziraphale said quietly. It was one of Hester's favorite kills too. Flesh-eating bugs. They go in through the eyes. It's nasty. It was just a dream, Aziraphale said. This was probably the point where a human would embrace someone, wasn't it? Tactile comfort and all that. Only Crowley was already prowling towards the back of the shop, and he might be prickly about tactile comfort, and Aziraphale was somewhat awkward with it as well. He had to find a new equilibrium, somewhere between showing affection and giving Crowley his space, and it wasn't coming easily to him. And even if it wasn't a dream, Adam restored everyone who died in the apocalypse, so Warlock will be perfectly all right. There's nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. We think Adam restored everyone, Crowley retorted over his shoulder. We didn't exactly go down the list and check. There wasn't a list. How would we check it? Exactly, which means 
We can't be sure. Angel, what the heaven is that? My computer, Aziraphale said. I can't search the web on that. It still takes floppy disks. Of course you can, Aziraphale told him. I don't use it much, but I do look up the Google now and again to find the odd book. Here, he switched the computer on. The computer in question was an Amstrad PCW, which boasted a monochrome monitor and two floppy disk drives. Aziraphale's could display photorealistic color when it wanted to. It could also answer simple questions, so long as they were typed in with correct spelling and punctuation. Oxford commas absolutely required. Aziraphale was blissfully ignorant of what a computer actually was, and his machine reflected that. Look up the Google, Crowley muttered. Do you even have a modem? What's a modem? He thought of something else. Crowley, why didn't you use your own computer? I know you have one. It's all black, like many of the things Crowley owned. Ever so big a cross. That's the monitor, Angel, not the... Ugh. Yes, I tried my computer. No, it didn't work. I binned it. You binned your brand new... I didn't recognize any of the error messages it was giving me. One of them said it was out of cheese. What does a computer want with cheese? There was absolutely nothing wrong with the unfortunate computer, which was a lovely machine with enough RAM to make a hardcore gamer drool. However, if you take a demon who expects computers to be difficult, give him a panic attack and then induce him to use the computer during that panic attack, you get errors worthy of a pulsifer. Well, Mine doesn't want any, Aziraphale said. Here, use this. He pushed in a floppy disk labeled The Internet. Aziraphale wasn't sure how to interpret the look Crowley was giving him, or the look he gave the computer when the Google predictably came up on the screen. There are, in fact, no words in English for the frustration of someone who fancies themselves a power user, finding out that their significant other thinks the internet comes on a three and a half inch floppy. There are no words in any earthly tongue for the frustration of that same supposed power user when it works. But he typed Warlock Dowling into the search bar. There, you see, Aziraphale said after a moment. It says that E.S. Dowling and family are moving back to America. It would say if something awful had happened to the and family part. I suppose. Crowley clicked on another link. The article contained roughly the same news. They are safe. You don't have to worry. I don't care about them, Crowley said. The D.S. Dowling is a git. I care about Warlock. He pushed a chair away from the computer. Should check up on him more often. 
We were more or less his godparents. By accident, Aziraphale pointed out. But we were there. Aziraphale thought about it. Warlock was, well, Warlock was going through a phase where he thought everything was stupid or lame, and Aziraphale had found that exceedingly trying, but he did have affection for the child. Crowley wouldn't admit to affection, but if he woke up in the middle of the night panicking about Warlock's safety, the affection was probably there nonetheless. We could send him birthday presents, if you want, Aziraphale ventured. We're a little bit late, but a present is a present. He wouldn't mind. And we could... We could make sure he isn't getting bullied in the American schools. Things like that. Yeah, Crowley seemed to be coming untense slowly. Good work. Warlock was not enjoying America. It wasn't anything in particular about America, just that it wasn't England, and it wasn't where his friends were, and he missed people. He stomped up the stairs, fresh from another row with his mother, and flung himself into his room and stopped. There was a plant on the table, and a stack of books. He edged forward. The maids cleaned his room, of course, but they always put things back where they were supposed to be. They didn't add anything. Who would put some stupid plant in his room? Why would the plant have an envelope underneath it? He opened the envelope. It had a birthday card with the word belated inserted in neat handwriting between happy and birthday. It wasn't signed. The paper underneath it seemed to be instructions for caring for the plant, which were more involved than Warlock had expected. A plant. You put water on it, and it grew. What did nitrogen have to do with anything, anyway? And what did the bit at the bottom mean? This is a snake plant. It's easy for beginners, so don't put up with any nonsense from it. It will grow better if you terrorize it. The books were some sort of adventure series, and provided just as few clues to their origin. Warlock thought about this for a moment. It was intriguing, really. He was almost certain these presents hadn't come from his parents, and they definitely hadn't come from his friends. There was evidently someone out there who cared for him, in a weird, planned, terrorizing sort of way, and he didn't know who. That was... sort of neat. All right, you, he said to the plant. You're a snake plant, right? Your name is Mr. Hister. Let's find you a spot. The end. <laughs>